On today's episode from last October, I spoke with someone who has lived in every quadrant of Chicago. We talked about what it was like being in college during the Vietnam War, as well as the 1968 riots in Chicago. Most interesting is our conversations on the changes that have come to Bucktown and how we may be more spoiled than we realize. I hope you enjoy. Kind regards, Nick. What brings you out tonight? Walking the dog, I was almost ready to clonk out on the couch, but yeah. been in kind of all afternoon ready yeah. to go, so... I don't live far from the trail here, so... Yeah, oh, that's nice. Have you lived here for a while? Uh, yes and no. Yeah? I uh, lived here in the 80s and the 90s, and uh, moved in the late 90s. Uh, my son was two years old. We moved okay. out. My wife had uh, three sisters. Gotcha. Out in Crystal Lake, and uh, lived out there for 22 years. And then uh, moved back. Uh, Where, where's Crystal Lake? It's uh, 50 miles northwest of here. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, Woodstock. Uh, oh, back, okay. Kind of between Woodstock and Barrington. Okay. It's Hicksville. I mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's. It's suburbia, you know. Yeah. What um did you grow up in the uh, Midwest? Uh, I grew up in Chicago. I've okay. What was it like living in a... You you said what? You said Hicksville, right? Well, what, what was different about living... Either was it mindset that was different? Uh, the way people were kind of like the slower pace? What was it that uh, differed? Kind of all the above. I mean, uh, you know, golf is pretty much the big thing. I don't golf, but <laughs> church, you know, I don't go to church. <laughs> Not your people necessarily over yeah. there. But everything was nice. It's yeah. clean. It's safe. Pastoral? Kind of like, yeah, like farm. Yeah, if you go about a mile northwest of there towards Woodstock, uh-huh. it's uh, farmland. Gotcha. So it's, um, get a, I mean, the average house is probably on a half acre of land or something. Very cool. Did you own land when you lived there? I mean, we, we had just bought an old Victorian house and it was on Whoa. It. But uh, I, compared to here, I mean, that's almost half my block, you know? Yeah, yeah. So there's probably 100 people in that space. There. Totally. But uh, it was good for for what it was I mean, yeah. at the time. But uh, but I miss the city. I mean, uh, I've, I've lived in every quadrant of the city at some point in my life. Really? I was born in South South Chicago. You know the neighborhood of South not Chicago? Not really. Not incredibly. I moved here last year. Oh, it's southeast I'd say quadrant or whatever section uh-huh. of Chicago. It's um, and then I, when I was three. We moved to the southwest side, which is if I went a mile east, I mean if I went a mile south or west, I was out of Chicago. Uh huh. It was actually a cornfield, the only cornfield in Chicago. Whoa. Owned by the, um, I think it was the Board of Education. Okay. But that was back in the '60s, you know. Very cool. How so? You were like two in the '60s, or so, like you were an uh, infant, or you were? No, no, I was actually in college. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I was trying 60s. to do the math. Like, all right, let me let me think here. Yeah, I was like, uh, you know, Vietnam War and all that. Were, stuff. You were in the Vietnam War? No, I, okay. I didn't go. I wouldn't go. Yeah. Were you? Wait. So were you drafted? I was in college. Or? I was in college. Yeah. So you did not have to go if you were in college, or? Well, you had what they call the student deferment. Uh huh. But. Um, However, they were ending that. Yeah. And then 
I don't know how or why, but they end up doing what was like a lotto, a uh-huh. lottery. And they would pick the numbers of 365 days a year. They would pick it out of a fishbowl or whatever. If you got a low number, you might be going. Yeah. If you got a higher number, you were safe. You were pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got like 270 or something like and that. And I, I won the lotto that day. Uh-huh. I oh, my I God. I wasn't going to go. How are you? Hey, thanks. I'll give you a card so you can you can check it out. Is that where you are? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's uh, free interviews. All right, check it out. Have a good one. This is just a podcast I'm doing. I want to connect with people. I want to learn what what people are wow. thinking. I'm someone who 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 loves talking to strangers and learning about how someone grew up, so I can understand so, yeah. the world I live in better. Well, that's interesting. I mean, that's, <laughs> so are you part of doing this for a study or something? No, I'm or, just or for fun. And I mean, fun. Wow. connection. Wow. <laughs> Comes so out you, of. Where were you from? I'm from Rhode Island. So, oh, no, so I'm from New England. It might surprise you because I'm from the New England area, but I might come off as if I'm like a West Coast person. <laughs> no, I wouldn't really be able to say. I, okay. I would say okay. you sound like a Midwesterner or yeah. whatever. Okay. But uh, anyway. So then I lived on the west side of Chicago when I went uh, went away to school down in Champaign, dropped out of school, went traveling, ended up back in Chicago, and then I went to U of I in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, which was like a high school almost. I mean, it wasn't, but you commuted, everyone went home afterwards. It gotcha. was just different then. Champaign, Illinois in the 60s was pretty cool, you know? Yeah. But uh, then um, I met my ex-wife, and uh, we were... Did the traveling and we're living on the west side we're in our early 20s uh-huh. and uh yeah the world was changing it. what did, did you go to like were you a big music guy did you like the music scene here back then um yes but i wasn't uh really hardcore yeah so not I like mean, yeah. yeah we went around places that you yeah. know uh, it's, I, I, just, I mean I'm, I'm but it wasn't like uh but it was long before a lot of the people you know now i mean right uh, it was kind of folk music and stuff folk? back then, you know. It's a different world, 1970. Yeah, know? yeah. You know, women's rights. Uh, so many, so many things were different happening. Yeah. Than today. Were and, you uh, so what the 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 riots? Right, that was 60s. 1968. Were you so you were around that era? Like where were you? I was 18. You? And do you remember where you were? What you were doing when that no, happened? I lived on the southwest side of Chicago, where I uh-huh. mostly grew up. And, uh, I only I learned more about it. I remember it on TV. Yeah. But I became more politically aware after that age, and um, yeah. But after then, I was like in Chicago, maybe in the late '70s, working. Yeah. And most of the Southwest Side were just destroyed from uh, yeah. from those riots. Yeah. And they didn't recover. I don't know if they've ever recovered. You know. Yeah. I mean, even you go to like Garfield Park now. Yeah. I would say two-thirds of the lots are empty. Uh, I mean, sucks. the houses have been knocked down, burned, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what happened to them, but there's a lot of empty right. lots, you know? We, is that something you think we need to reinvest in for the commu- betterment of the community? Or, like, what do you think would be that? Because, like, gentrification obviously isn't good, but is there no, a way? But, but I'm kind of... <clears throat> but, I mean, I know people that are buying houses there, and... Uh, well, that's the way things change. Yeah. I, I lived in Bucktown when it was uh, kind of a third world place. I mean, yeah. Um, it's very cheap. Mm-hmm. I mean, ridiculously cheap. Yeah. But 
was broken into like four times. I, I had my car broken into, but oh gosh, but it was just more like dumb kids and stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, it was, but yeah, I bought what I could afford. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, that as far as uh, investment-wise and all that, yeah, you know, you, a couple of years go by, all of a sudden it's worth twice or whatever. You yeah. use that money to buy another thing. Uh huh. We had a cafe. You had down, you you owned a cafe down 80s in in the 80s late 80s. Whoa. Well, it wasn't a whole lot around here at that time. Very cool. And the, there's people probably around that remember it, but uh, oh my God, it was. We had it for three years. So a, a cafe in the 80s also was, it, was it pretty much like black coffee or like any of these fancy drinks we have now or was it pretty much no, straightforward? No, no, not like that. But we, <laughs> it, we had food. I mean, yeah, it was crazy. We were open crazy hours. I mean, like, you know, 8 in the morning, 11 at night. Yeah. I think we were all closed one day. I mean, we didn't mm -hmm. know the restaurant business, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's the best one to go into probably if yeah. you don't know the restaurant. <laughs> but it was uh, a fun experience. Yeah. Um, we had weddings there. We had wow. uh, people meet and get married there. I mean, you know, uh, meet and get married somewhere else. But we had all sorts of like fashion shows. and. That's cool. We, what we did was um, we said, put your name on a list if you're an artist or whatever. We just uh -huh. said, you know, we weren't looking to make money. We would uh, for what, every month we would change the artwork, and then we just had a whole big list of. Uh, what um what was your what did the demographic mostly compile? Was it like young people? Mostly reader, artists and stuff. Artists, I mean, nice. But neighborhood people and yeah. stuff a little bit too. I mean, it was quite an assortment. Uh, That's cool. A lot of stories. That's fun. Did you ever do like open mics there, like uh, either a comedy or music? No, no, no comedy. But we we did have music there sometimes. Uh, nice. Sometimes. Uh, but it wasn't, you know, not the biggest. Established. Yeah, I'll tell you what we did. We we had an old stereo that my my wife had. Um, it was handed down from her brother-in-law's uncle or something, but it was one of these classic '50s console kind of things, but very kind of streamlined and modern. Uh -huh. But we just had records, and people would bring us records, and we just played records. You know, that's like, so cool. And they would leave them or take them back? No, we would. They sometimes. Well, I, what happened is a friend of mine had a, a three-flat, and he had a, a tenant, uh, a Hispanic guy or whatever. I don't know where he was from, uh, Columbia or somewhere like that. Uh -huh. But uh, And he just left and left all these old albums. Uh -huh, and, cool. And it was all this music like uh, cumbia. It's a type of uh, um, Mexican music. Well, yeah, it's not Mexican. Latin. It's uh, Latin music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's real simple, kind of really catchy beats mm -hmm. you know it's, um, but we had it was a collection of all these kind of like the origins of uh, cumbia that's cool you know. but if you ever know any Hispanic people ask them about cumbia you la know? cumbia no cumbia it's like cumbia C-U-M-B-I-A okay I'll tell yeah we'll have to check that out that's cool I love I, lo I collect records I, I dream of sometime opening up I don't know if it's a coffee shop as much as it's a goofy idea I want to open up a laundromat <laughs> That's also a coffee shop and... That sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, laundromat. It hasn't really been tapped into yet, but... Um, huh. <laughs> um, I, I just want, like, a space. special, like, 
some soup and, and a discount on your dryer or something. Yeah, I also want a stage to be there for like people to play music or do comedy. Wow. It's been a long time since I've been in a laundromat. I so. like laundromats. I haven't gone in a, in a bit too, but I do like laundromats because for me, it allowed me to read a book and be away from you like know, my I, normal routine. I, I always liked the laundromat too. Yeah? It's kind of funny. I remember the various laundromats. What so. would you do to kill time? <laughs> Read. Yeah. Watch people. You know, I don't know. Good people watching. You know, it wasn't that long of a time. I mean, yeah. you do the washing probably an hour and a half. Yeah. Something like that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, but it's been a long time since. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good. Which is a good sign of, yeah, you have, you have yeah. your own laundry. <laughs> I never. Yeah, now it seems pretty amazing to be able to drag your laundry somewhere. and. Uh, right. People have gotten more spoiled. Yeah, they? yeah. Back um, building I live in just a couple blocks from here. I bought in I bought in 1994, gutted it, remodeled it, and then I've been renting it for, since then. And uh, back in 94, you know, you remodeled it, uh, you know, you insulated, better you know, yeah. windows, um, <laughs> and uh, you'd have to have laundry in the building. That was like the thing. Nowadays, any, any new apartments, we have laundry in each apartment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... Some, yeah, depending... I know my last one, when I was in, like, a big tenement, they didn't. It was, like, the one downstairs. But, right. yeah, if we're lucky, then, yeah. <laughs> but now, now it's, if you were doing a building, you pretty much would um, make it happen. And people will pay more for it, then, in that case, right? It's just... Standard. People are more spoiled. They, you know. <laughs> people, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I'm with them. You know, I'm, I, I, I love... <laughs> I'm, I'm, to this day, I'm so fascinated by a la uh, laundry machine. I mean, yeah. Just throw it in there, and half hour later, put it in the dryer. Boom, it's done. It's yeah, like I've been reading a book uh, about like, um, like the kind of the economic um, and industrial, like I don't know, like uh, growth of America since the Civil War. Oh, and it's wow. cool because I'm learning all about like steam power, and then that led to oh like God. the trolleys that use that, and then like you get through electricity, and now they're talking about like the washing machine was like this enormous thing that like no one could afford, but like if you did have it, it's just like. Holy cow, your world changes. It is so funny that now yeah, we're it's spoiled. True. Well, it's funny because I, I can remember back my childhood or whatever. Um, people had a washing machine, but almost nobody had a dryer. Right. You would hang it, you, right? Yeah, you'd hang it. You know, yeah. like, or in, in wintertime, you'd put it hanging on a clothesline in your basement, you know? Gotcha. I remember as a little kid, you know, trying to do chin-ups on that. I mean, it's like I think <laughs> I w did fall on my head once. <laughs> But anyway, and I was thinking we never did have uh, air conditioning as a kid. That was that was. It wasn't like poor us. We didn't have it. It, it just wasn't a concept. Yeah. Now you 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 know not to not have air conditioning is like like you move moving from some real third world country or something. Right, like, right. I mean, you know what I mean. Just yeah. about everybody has air yeah. conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. But back in the sixties, yeah, very. Almost nobody had. I don't think there were, like, window units were in a big uh -huh. thing at that point. Or you go to the watering hall that happened to have, like, an air conditioning or something. Or, like, or you oh, yeah. open a fire hydrant. have you ever opened a fire hydrant? No. Well, or been no, part of, like, a fire hydrant going? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, my block, they used to always open That's it up. That's very cool. However, it wasn't really good for fire prevention. Probably I mean, not, yeah. If, if uh, the firemen needed the water. Yeah, it would run out, the pressure, it, yeah. It was... Yeah, yeah, they weren't big on it, but yeah, the kids right on the corner of my block down on Hoyne here, in the uh, 
80s, mm -hmm. they would open that up. And Funny. It, and it always looked like fun, but I wasn't <laughs> really at that point uh, yeah. ready to get in. But uh, so uh, anyway, so what? <laughs> anything? What else are you thinking? What else am I thinking? Where, um, do you, where do you live? I live in Bucktown now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Just by chance, or did you get advice? Um, so I moved here last year from Rhode Island in June, and then. Uh, I moved to Lakeview. I figured it was a good starter neighborhood just because I didn't really know here at all. I knew it was off the red line, so I yeah. could use that pretty easily. I came here for improv, so it was just easy to get there and stuff. Um, but then as I kind of like started going out more, I love live music. I love the Empty Bottle, if you know that one. Um, that's in um, Ukrainian Village, so right around here. Um, and I just feel like this area has a lot more to offer. Empty Bottle, I don't know if I've ever... Really cool place. Um, oh. It's oh, on... Cool. Uh, yeah, I forget the name, what streets it's on. That's another thing I haven't gotten great at yet is cross streets. Because <laughs> we don't well, really do that. It's not a grid where I come from. So. Well. Thank you. There you go. Hey, just a random. <laughs> Western and Cortez. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, I, I just really like this area. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. I mean, uh, Obviously, I'm not, like, again, thrilled that things have become gentrified in certain ways, but... I think that there is yeah. a lot of culture that hopefully is it's allowed to, to thrive here. Well, I lived there before. Yeah. And after. Yeah. And during. But um, <laughs> I'm kind of in awe. Yeah. Because I, I haven't been here. In, I've been here, but not living here like in, for 22 years. Yeah. It's like, wow. This is amazing. I mean, uh, definitely a wealthy neighborhood. I mean. Yeah. And it was not like that originally? No. What what was this? Was this just a train track yeah. that was never used for friend, a while? My friends lived, we built a house. It was right, adjacent, right adjacent, next to the train. This wow. Train wow. And it used, the train used to go by. Yeah. And they got to know, though. They'd wait to the conductor. Their kids would come out and wait. <laughs> yeah. Kind of coincidentally, which was weird, I um, would go to this um, Panera uh -huh. in, in Crystal Lake. And there was an old guy that kind of had a job cleaning up. They're not real old, but probably younger than me now. But, <laughs> uh, but anyway, he was a conductor on that train. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't, they just had the, uh, the engineer driving, and then I think he was on the back or something. There's only a couple people on that train. Yeah. I think they had to keep this line active. If, um, you know, I mean, it was like some kind of uh, bureaucratic thing that she uh, didn't use it for so much time you, you lost the rights to it or something like that but uh, so uh, yeah, they talked about doing this for a long time yeah the 606 it was interesting and do you think that the neighborhood what they've done to it has done it for the better for everyone living in it or I think so I yeah. think it's a very popular I mean just look it's yeah I mean look at what we have now but I'm wondering do you think that there were a lot of people displaced in that time when they were gentrifying it I had the friend that lived here, yeah. and uh, they weren't excited about having a whole parade of people yeah. going right by their house. I right. Mean, that was I like, can't imagine how everyone feels like that on the 606. Well, because they lived there for years, and not a person went by. Totally, you know? totally. So all of a sudden, it was like an expressway for possible crime and everything, too. People could get sure come in here, get a house. Easy to break into someone's house, let's just say. just head right back or something. So. Yeah. So they weren't too excited, but I kind of uh, I could understand that, but at the same time, this is a kind of a, a major civic improvement. You know what I mean, sure. A lot of opportunity. I, I don't know how you judge the success, but people have 
tuned into this. I mean, yeah. I notice a lot of kids using it and like biking around, so that's that's good. Yeah, I mean it's, uh, you know, there's not a lot of parks or anything, or, you know, or there mm -hmm. aren't enough, but I mean, it's a linear park and. Uh, yeah, totally. And it's just cool. It was right under our nose all these <laughs> yeah. years, you know. Yeah. If you ever have a chance to learn, to hear or read the history of the development of the 606, uh -huh. not in our lifetime, but I mean when it was first built in the 1800s. Yeah. It's one of the most phenomenal things I've ever Okay, heard. I will definitely. Do, do they talk about it at like any of the museums, do you know? Like maybe like the Chicago History Museum? I don't, they might. Yeah. I mean. I have to go back there. That was a cool one. When they were developing this, I remember there was a thing, there was like a number of meetings and there was like, it was at the, the uh, hideout or something, some guy. Yeah. There was, some, I don't know if I got my details right, but there was some historian. He, he was hired to kind of compile this history of it. Hmm. And I don't listen to this, so it was about, you know, an hour long or something. And uh, it was amazing. I mean, hmm. it, they said that every year in Chicago, like 1,700 people would get hit by trains because they were on the, on the ground level. Yeah. So they said they realized they had to separate them. Yeah. And so, but once they did, once they got, got this here, all of a sudden, like, uh, the lumber yard started opening, uh, all these things. They started doing, you know, music, um, oh. uh, factories. Or, it's like, but when they would, the buildings weren't like these, I'm picturing a little cottage, a little house. Uh, they were like a full city block, right? Like three stories tall or something. But uh, you know, the Ludwig Drum Factory over here, and uh, you know, Churchill Cabinets is right, right down. I mean, there's, the neighborhood's filled, was, is, and was filled with warehouse. Buildings. I love seeing uh, the buildings that have the old advertisements on them too, oh, where yeah. you can tell it was yeah. like they painted on it and they come down. There are many. I love that. I'm a graphic designer, or I studied oh, it anyway, yeah. so I, I just love that aspect of like that history. The, the sh shadow, the ghosty. Yeah, I, yeah. I know what you mean, but there's less and less of them because I know. the buildings are gone. Right. And if they ever were there, they're kind of faded away or yep. something. Or they say a lot of times they knock a building down, then it, it's there from the right. 20s or 30s, yeah. you know. But, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Is there anyway. anything you'd like to uh, say to the listeners? Leave them off with anything? No. No? Okay. Don't well, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Don't vote for Trump. Don't. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair statement. Unless <laughs> you like him. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a great rest of your night, yeah, okay? You too. All right. Peace. Thank you for joining me. This has been Free Interviews with Nick Corey. If you want to get in touch, my handle on Instagram is Free Interviews. Pretty simple. All right. Talk soon.